Welcome to Alive and Active Life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. Some years ago, I had a very special coffee nook. I loved it. It was my favorite place to visit first thing in the morning. Half awake with blurry eyes and a groggy brain, my slippers dragged me toward the coffee nook. And as much as I'd like, my French press didn't make coffee on its own. So in a drowsy state, I found it's best to wake up a bit before making coffee. All it takes is one miscalculation to ruin the coffee. Too much, too little, knocking it over, forgetting the cream or the sugar. That's when the coffee isn't good. Now, to my faithful listeners, I posted a portion of these reflections some years ago, and you may remember. But because it was appreciated, I decided to republish. However, I'm going to breathe a little more content into it. Each day, we have opportunity to learn and grow. A daily, proactive approach keeps life fresh. So I want to share a bit more with you. I'm going to share portions that I previously had recorded and then add new pieces to them. So here's something that I had talked about before. I love my nifty silver and white personal coffee carafe. It makes a great brew every time so it's dependable. Additionally, in my experience, it's the maker of the coffee that creates a bad coffee experience. I did that once. Well, a couple of times. But we must start at the beginning. So, before sharing one of my tragedies when the coffee isn't good, I would like to go through just those steps of how a good brew is made in a personal carafe. It's very much like making a good cup of tea, if you prefer that over coffee. Here's how the brew is made. First of all, you put one full scoop of rich coffee grounds in a personal carafe. Then you add boiling water to the carafe, half full, and stir. Inhale and anticipate. Then you wait a minute, then you stir it again, and you look forward to your cuppa. Fill to the top then with more boiling water. While waiting another minute or two, pour a favorite creamer into a special morning mug. You can change the color of your coffee to toffee, soft and mellow, unless of course you like it black. And then if you like a little bit of sweet, you can add a touch of sugar. You know, it's the experience of preparing this delightful beverage in my coffee nook that keeps this morning ritual so special. So then finally, what do you do? Well, you securely fasten the plunger lid and you pour out. But this became one time when the coffee isn't good. So I'm going to continue my story. I'm not fully awake and my morning clumsiness pushes the plunger lid off-center as I place it in the carafe. The rubber, non-slip base of the carafe hugs the counter, and the off-balance plunger pushes the top of the carafe over. I manage a panicky, oh no, as I witness 
the tragedy in slow-mo. Straining for the tipping thermos, I just miss what could have been a glorious save. Too late. Wham. The whole carafe topples over. Beautiful, steamy brown liquid flows into a lake over the counter with spreading clusters of coffee grounds. And I realize, this morning, the coffee isn't good. What a mess. Have you ever had a tragedy happen, and you find yourself caught in an instant replay loop, reliving that awful moment? This reliving could happen in a small circumstance, too, like my coffee accident, and it did. But it can also accompany a major tragedy that reshapes your entire life. Sometimes, caught in that relive loop, you find yourself wondering if it might be a bad dream. You might still wake up. But alas, the tragedy is real. I'm sure you've spent a little time in this loop. Consequently, you wonder what you could have done differently. Better to avoid the terrible thing as you relive it again. However, you eventually realize the best thing to do is to go forward, clean up, learn what you can, and grieve, if appropriate, for your loss. Some tragedies wound your heart for a long time, and when that happens, I suggest grieve genuinely, but then get up and do what must be done. So, back to my coffee nook story. After I acknowledge the coffee experience simply isn't good this morning, I reject the grogginess and face the challenge of cleanup. I grab a rag. Have you ever tried to clean up a lake of coffee with coffee grounds? It's awful. The grounds stick to the counter, not the rag. Tiny early morning rebels remain all over as a testimony of what happened. Still, I keep working, contain the mess, absorb it, gather up, wring the rag out in the sink, and then back to the mess to repeat those steps. I literally sandwich the grounds in the rag, pinching them into submission in the fold, and head for the sink again and again. All my free morning minutes are gone. Now, emergency speed to make another carafe and get ready for the day. I find myself thinking, this isn't at all what I had in mind for my morning, as I hurry to my special chair with my cuppa to read the scriptures. No leisure lingering today. Time ticks, and my commitments for the day remain. I hope maybe tomorrow the coffee will be better. So here are some reflections. Thinking about that bad start, I realize That's how life is, often on a much larger scale with infinitely more important issues. There are days and even prolonged seasons when the coffee isn't good. That can happen even after you do your best work in life. So here are some examples of things that you might do as your best work in life. You know, you go into young adult life or maybe into a new season as an already experienced adult with hopes for helpful experiences and relationships. You may learn better action steps as you grow for successes. 
It becomes easier to laugh at yourself as you learn and grow, if you're humble. Perspective is corrected as you shift focus from self to Jesus and then to others. Enjoyment of good things is a conscious choice each day. Again, those are some examples of how we can do our best work in life, and there are many more. But even after working hard to live well each day, life can take a fast turn, a twist, a completely new direction. Then comes the unexpected slam, the topple, an unforeseen mess. Without any preparation, you find yourself in shock, disappointment, and inner sadness. Perhaps you even engage a self-scolding. Yes, even after you adopt a daily, disciplined, proactive approach that keeps life fresh, you can find yourself all over the counter in a lake of major life upset. That's often when the instant replay loop starts. If only. Yet, that inviting carafe with poor spout and plunger, even the rubber non-slip base, still beckons. Try again. It's okay. I'm still here for the special morning cup ceremony. Will you accept that invitation? That, too, is how life is an invitation into the future. There's another kind of life cycle that's much healthier than the relive loop. It's God's continuous circle of love, mercy, and grace. He always invites you. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. God knows not every day goes well at the coffee nook. Between accidents, not having a clue, and outright sin, we need a fresh new start many times. But God wants to help. He loves you deeply. And even when the coffee isn't good, God is good. There's nothing like starting the day in God's coffee nook. In this place, many wonderful things can happen. Let's explore some of them. First of all, You can fill your personal carafe to the fill line with his hope. You can also pour yourself into his safe, healing love. Drink his fresh daily brew of renewal with eager expectation for what he will do. You can rest in his unique ability to help you clean up messes. You can also know the power of being forgiven and forgiving others. Plus, you can learn how to grieve genuinely, but then get up and do what must be done. Further, you can commit to make the best of each day. You can establish a solid, non-slip base as your foundation in the Lord. So those are some ways that you can use your time in God's coffee nook in His presence. God redeems every tragedy and loss for the person who trusts Him. He knows when the coffee isn't good. And because He is good, He knows how to redeem every life spill, big or small. He said, I am making everything new. Revelation 21.5 
He also nurtures a unique richness and depth in your soul from having experienced and survived tragedy. That undeserved work from God enhances your life. Will you accept the invitation to rise up from a spill? James 4.8 says, Come near to God in all your topples, and He will come near to you to help in every way. Here are some application thoughts and questions for this content. Question number one, what's in your personal carafe? Coffee? Tea? Chicory? Cocoa? Or maybe something else? Two, do you have a favorite coffee or tea nook? Think about that special place right now. Three, have you ever thought of making that special place a point of worship where you connect with God for the upcoming day? Four, what upset or life spill have you experienced? Have you grieved genuinely? And have you gotten up to do what must be done? Five, even if you don't feel it, Will you come close to God in your upset and trust His love, mercy, and grace? Number six, do you believe God loves you deeply? And seven, how will you respond to God's invitation to go into the future with hope? Visit our website for devotional materials, articles, podcasts, and resources to help grow your faith in God. Pursue noble character and an alive and active life. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org, your web-based home for resources, including books and e-books, libraries of articles, podcasts, and more. As you navigate life's challenges and issues, Sign up on our email list and subscribe to our podcast to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.